0: and welcome to the Windy City Wargaming, brought to you by the Chicago Wargaming Community. I'm your host, Mike. I'm here with my good friends, James. Hi. And Josh. Hey, everybody. Now, there are a few different wargames that the three of us like to play, but in today's episode, we're going to be focusing on Judgment Eternal Champions. Now, before we dive into Judgment, uh, I do want to just take a minute here and thank our friendly local game store, most of our games that we play at are at the uh, uh, local store in Skokie called Another Realm Games.
1: Yeah, they ha- it's really, really pretty inside. They're super helpful. They have drinks, which is awesome. Uh, and the artwork on the walls and outside of the building are top
0: notch. They have wait, they have drinks.
1: Yeah, I get, dude. Like I have a coke. tab there when I go. Not, yeah. oh. not like, not like, <laughs> like. I've been missing out. What? Not, not like the drinks
2: that that would be like generally appealing, but like the drinks that they get in crates at Costco.
0: Okay, hold on. Yeah, now. <laughs> soda can be generally appealing. Or I would just I thought there was like a like a maybe like a speakeasy that I wasn't hearing about or something that like, yeah, like a secret password, you know that I wasn't privy to so
2: no no just no want to clear that up but I hey think... dave why don't you pull on a mongoose's tail huh <laughs> <laughs> i was able all to right.
1: actually open a tab for all the diet cokes that i drink <laughs> when i was there the last time
0: oh my god
2: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I, I just really like that place because it doesn't make yeah. me feel like a weird like cave gremlin whenever i go to play there yes, and then yeah. the loyalty rewards on it the like 10 percent back like including mm-hmm. the tax right so like mm-hmm. You just get 10% straight back into your account and everything like that. And they have a decent web store, so you can order it and pick it up when you're there and not have to deal with shit. They also
1: have two
0: bathrooms. That's that's true. It's also important, yeah. But, like, the atmosphere there, having, like, the big windows with all the natural light in there, it's, like, it feels, like, good to just chill. It's, like, not in in an enclosed space.
2: yeah and they've got great air circulation which is very important in certain gaming groups
1: uh good parking too that's important in the burbs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: speaking of uh parking um you know i I don't got a segue for that but (laughs) judgment (laughs) is is what we're talking about today and um I just want to talk a little bit about it because it's, it's a pretty unique game. It's very different than any other war game that I've ever played in that, um, it's based off of a MOBA, uh, MOBA style gameplay, but like, uh, we're all, uh, you guys have all played MOBAs before, right? You're, you're pretty big MOBA players. Judgment, Smite, uh, not Judgment, Smite and, uh, League of Legends and, uh,
1: what was the original one called again?
0: Heroes, no, um... Not Dota. Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, Dota, that's what. Dota, that's a right. four letter acronym. Yeah, for sure. Now, James, you want to tell the audience who may not be familiar with those games uh, what is a
2: MOBA? Um, so, a MOBA is typically a game where you've got a limited set of characters, you know, between like three and six or something like that. In judgment, it's three or five, uh, depending on the game size. But you'd be fighting over. Um, certain control points in the middle of the board, as well as trying to destroy the opposing team's um, like shrine, or you know, in League of Legends or something like that, it'd be like Nexus or whatever. Um, but you're you're pushing lanes, you're dealing with neutral uh, creeps, right? That can uh, damage um, either team's heroes, and uh, there's various objective points that would be, you know, a boon to your your whole team um and then you're also trying to get your team constructed in a way that their unique abilities synergize um i guess that'd kind of be the essence of a moba yeah Uh, and one of the explaining game concepts
1: yeah one of the cool characteristics is also in those type of games you can uh level up and buy items both of those things you can do in judgment as well
0: yeah and in fact so now josh i think out of the three of us you probably have the most am i correct then the most judge models out of the three of us right
1: uh i've got all of the version one models and i have most of the released to date models i just don't have maltique i think you can technically get her but uh, yeah, I've got everybody but Maltique that's released, uh, and all of the version version one stuff
0: is painted as well. So super excited! Nice, hell yeah! Um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, how you got into this game to begin with?
1: Yeah, I'll go. Um, so I was uh, so I have a buddy, Aaron, not the Aaron that I do the channel with, but he is sometimes on our other channel um uh and he is much bigger into skirmish games and off uh the radar type games uh he also played war machine with me and he played guild ball and when that all imploded he's like check this game out and then i did and then the kickstarter started right up so very cool uh i got in with him and we both got a bunch of stuff and we uh really played it a lot until big bad covid stuff happened so
0: yeah yeah yeah, that kind of put the brakes on a lot of a lot of different games there. But, yeah. um, And I know, James, you actually got me into the game. I feel like this is a common thread, is that uh, I'm, I'm over here innocent, not knowing anything <laughs> about games, and you corrupt me into all these tabletop games. But why don't you talk a little bit about how you got into it?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I am what's typically referred to in modern parlance as a pusher. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually got in with the original Kickstarter... Because it, it was developed by somebody who's like um fairly in with the you know larger war machine community and stuff like that, and one of our locals was actually um fairly like ingrained with that um with that group and uh and so he kind of convinced me to check it out because um, they were like really cool looking models and uh and his wife was actually one of the Um, primary artists for for their line too um so you you had like i think three people painting their models
0: i didn't know that that's actually that's that's awesome
2: yeah yeah lauren's work was like incredible and she actually i think she won i forgot what award it was for her what's the c1 vujasha or whatever
1: yeah the vujasha
2: uh she did an incredible job on that um uh but yeah so I, I I got on it pretty early um and then some of my interest kind of waned and then we started meeting up and playing semi regularly um both um just kind of like me and Chad playing occasionally and uh and actually my um girlfriend at the time now fiance um took to the game pretty quickly too because she plays a lot of League of Legends, and so conceptually, it was, like, very transferable, and the models were, like, gorgeous, um, and it was played on a three-foot mat, so it didn't take up a ton of space. Right. Yeah, um, that's
0: a that very accessible <laughs> game size right there.
2: Yeah, and it's, like, you know, three to five models to keep track of. It was super mm-hmm. simple, um, but the, the depth came from the individual, like, champion abilities, and... Um, so yeah, I kind of followed along with that. And then I was part of the original playtest test group for V2. And I kind of dipped out early on in the process. Um, and obviously... You weren't, you weren't a fan of the,
0: uh, the no, original V2 rules? No, no,
2: no. I was not. Um, and I was also focused on some other things. So I, I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to be a healthy part of this process. Um, <laughs> That's fair. And I'm glad my voice wasn't there because whoever... <laughs> took part in it definitely turned it into um a really amazing rule set for v2 i i am thoroughly impressed with what they've done with the game um i thought i would hate it with the hex the the change to hex and everything like that um but it it is absolutely incredible the the rule set is precise intuitive and fairly like easy to pick up
0: that's awesome because I know, like, with the the smaller game sizes, it, it can kind of get into more loosey goosey kind of rule sets, and so it's really good to hear that this game also has a really tight rule set. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I actually haven't played a, a game that used hexes since like the '90s when I played BattleTech, and I was a little bit on the fence about how I thought that the hexes worked out. But I find I, I really like it. The only thing that is wonky about hexes is how cover works and that still kind of boggles my mind and one of the only things in the game that I uh, am not great at yet so
0: well one of the most appealing parts of a MOBA in my opinion is the kind of like sense of ownership you get over your characters like who do you main and like who do you play frequently uh and I think judgment's no different you get a really large set of characters and you can build your lists, and you start becoming familiar with different rule sets, different synergies, and you kind of create your main group. So I just want to go around here really quick and say, just briefly, who are your favorite characters in the game? Who would you say you main in Judgment?
1: Alright, so uh, I <laughs> these are the guys that I played the other night when we, we played that game. Uh, still, my favorites are Cavarto, Lugdrug, and Kogan. Um, they're just super cool Lugdrug is like a really cool tank that has a ranged weapon and uh, he can uh, do a lot of fun stuff with his uh, shield mechanic Cavarto is cool because he can manipulate the battlefield take control of your own characters, place your opponents, has range and melee and then Kogan's got a chainsaw sword thing gun uh it's <laughs> awesome he's a big giant minotaur that uh, likes to
0: chop things up super cool you can't go wrong with a minotaur with a chainsaw gun this is true
2: zarin is like my number one just his sculpt originally to me was one of it it had some concept behind it where he was like raising souls out of the ground but the souls didn't kind of come with the sculpt and so it looks like he's sort of just shrugging. And <laughs> I saw that model. I was like, this is the best thing to ever happen to tabletop wargaming. Like, he's, he's got like these skeletons coming out of the ground and he's like shrugging with his palms up to the air like skeletons. What can you do? <laughs> it's just so spooky and rambunctious. Um, I, I absolutely love the idea of playing a necromancer kind of in this game um it's fairly crowded you can just throw zombies or like these skeleton dudes it's a ton of fun i uh really like the kind of history behind barnascus yeah he's like this dwarf on a on like a little tank type thing um and that was actually in the i think it was the second kickstarter yeah you could purchase like a, a two thousand dollar tier, and um, oh, really? Design your own uh, character, and the person who did that actually was um, was wheelchair bound and wanted to see a, a character that kind of represented that, and so they they worked directly with the the artists and the sculptors to come up with that character, and so uh, you know you get you get a little bit more. I'm I'm always pro representation it's a shame the dude had to pay two thousand dollars to do it but um <laughs> anywhere yeah, wow. can find yeah. find wins for that you know plus he's just kind of like a, a cool you know character with his mechanics he can run people over with his tank or he's got a giant flamethrower on the side of it and he's a cigar smoking dwarf you know riding around <laughs> That's um badass. yeah it's it's amazing
1: He's also one of one of my favorites, uh, in in game and the model is also top notch.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. And and then my my third favorite. I mean, it's hard to to rank them just because like, I I think all of them are like really cool. But I think my third would probably be Rick here. Um There's something about a big hulking orc being this hooded assassin who like goes in and is like super nimble and, like stabs you with a poison blade and explodes your face and then just like teleports away into the night
0: well plus that model of with the big cape billowing in the air and all that that's such a cool sculpt
2: yeah yeah the 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 version one uh looks pretty mm-hmm. good the version two one is a bit more static um but i kind of dig it a little bit
0: well it gets more fitting for like a stealthy rogue guy to be more yeah subtle
2: Mm -hmm. yeah exactly Um,
0: my favorite thing about like mobas and like is this idea of recursion right I i love the idea i saw when i first saw the sculpt of zyvera this necromancer kind of old lady minotaur thing it was so cool I, I I will admit I have yet to actually like get her to work in a three v three game. I think her skill set is more suited for five v five, but uh, I just love the sculpt. I'm trying to build a list around her, and I found the um, the Torin God really supports that with uh with you know bringing them back with full actions and all that whenever you resurrect. Uh, so it sounds sounds like I might be more focusing on Torin, Bashin. Uh, I really like Ashell or, or Shell. The guy, the demon with the giant cannon that has an insane yeah. range and power. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's really cool stuff. But, but all of these characters are really unique. And I, I'm not super familiar with the lore of judgment, and maybe you guys could help out with this. But, like, wh- how, how is it that you can have a chainsaw wielding minotaur, a necromancer, a, uh, like, all of these very eclectic uh, what was what is your guy the guy that can like control minds he's like a Kvarto, yeah uh, yeah he's cavarto it's, it's like very weird eclectic characters There's, all fit yeah, into one arena
2: the sci-fi jetpack wielding elf yeah. and yeah the with World lightsabers one War trench warfare dwarf and yeah. <laughs> right
0: combined with like a, a wood elf archer and like you know other stuff how, how does it all fit together so
1: the way it works is that these gods well do you want me to talk a little bit about like what the the backstory for judgment is first
2: yeah
0: yeah just just like you know. Brief.
1: I'll do. I'll be brief. brief. I,
2: I've been playing <laughs> since day one, and I'd love to learn what the backstory is. <laughs> so
1: the backstory is uh, there's a, a couple of gods that existed, and they they made a couple of different planes, and one of them is the ones that our characters are from, and one of them's like the realm of the gods, and I think there's one more realm. Uh, anyways, they one day figured out that if they uh, get Um, somebody to pray to them they get power it's it's something that that happens a lot but if they get souls uh or if they get somebody to pray to them they get power and then they started causing wars uh, on our plane so that they would get more souls and more worship and eventually uh the heroes really got tired of that and sent in a group of adventurers to go kill the gods into their world and they were semi-successful. I think one of the current gods is actually one of the gods that were one of the original gods, but all the rest, uh, they actually are the adventurers. Uh, I think, uh, Krognar was the first to, uh, figure out that he could, uh, do the same thing as these other gods were. Uh, but basically, uh, they all are doing the same thing that the
0: evil bad guys did before, so, <laughs> we just so they send in these adventurers and then just ended up doing the same thing as the evil gods. That's correct.
1: That's exactly what happened. Okay. And then, so right. the way it works is uh, time doesn't work the same in the, the place where the gods are. So they can pull people from our plane throughout any point in time. And so oh, okay. Zaren actually is the lich guy uh the lich guy is the future version of Zaren and I don't know G- 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 Yeah He's got a lot yeah. of
0: yeah the, the Gigger Giger Gigeraker whatever his <laughs> yeah. name is yeah
1: yeah yeah so that's the future version of Zaron so we know that he dies and becomes a super lich eventually um mm-hmm. but yeah so they've got all kinds of things represented which really opens up a lot of play space for making characters if you could literally go any do anything and and, and write it it's kind
0: of like uh, Super Smash Brothers right where they just pull in all the different characters on one big eternal time frozen battle map. The that that
2: is that is another game known for its extensive and well written backstory.
0: <laughs> this is true. Alright. Well that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um we kinda of already talked about this briefly, but like what would you say is the number one like let's just go like lightning round really quick. What is your number one favorite thing about the game? Let's start with Josh.
1: Respawn. Uh super cool to like when you lose a piece. To not have it gone permanently they come back a little less powerful but uh they can still get in and and mix it up and and it's it's cool to have a game where you don't lose models permanently
0: okay all right love it james
2: uh it was the first game that really made me feel like alternate activation was like the future of wargaming and sure. I, I i still think that they did it in a very good way and kept it really balanced around it all right
0: my favorite is honestly the sculpts like i know it's a bit of a cop-out but like oh my (laughs) god these models are absolutely gorgeous i love just looking at a table and like looking at the models in the game but if, if i had to pick a game mechanic it would probably be that the multiple victory conditions right you can you can win by attacking your opponents and getting their souls you can win by attacking the effigy directly you can you know win by killing the jungle monsters that spawn and all that stuff how about the uh, least favorite parts of the game? All right, again, lightning round, Josh. What do you think? Least favorite
1: parts of the game are uh, the dice. I prefer games that um, don't have symbols on them uh, because when you get a die that ends on a blank, it just it's feel badsy. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. literally the the only thing. Oh, and I would say figuring out lo- uh, cover really <laughs> those are the two things i don't want like.
0: oh yeah, yeah you mentioned that before so wait yeah. what, what's the issue with figuring out cover on the hex map
1: it's just very odd like you're asking me how to do it and i'll be like i don't know i have to like look and see <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm being serious if, because like if if you're drawing a line of sight and it's like touching even like one part of the hex but the
2: yeah I, it you, you you have to wrap your head around like if if a line goes through and touches a part of the hex, even if it's running along the outside line of the hex, then it's technically seen that hex. There's I like a, a pretty good diagram in the rule book that explains it. But yeah, I totally agree. It's not like super intuitive looking at the board, being like, yeah, that totally in.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, James. What would you say your least favorite part would be?
2: Uh, Josh stole mine with the. Fucking dice dude. I hate <laughs> I hate proprietary dice. X Wing proprietary dice. Hate it. Uh what's that? Um MCP. War Warcaster, Warcaster. and, yeah, and Monpoc and um Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i hate those dice dude just let me use my own dice that that would probably be like the the top one for me uh the the second biggest issue i probably have with the game is that i don't have a fucking board right now yeah soon <laughs> like it is it is literally what two years late
1: yeah well it's a oh, year wow. late it's a year oh, wow.
2: late a year late okay oh
0: only a year late <laughs> only
2: only a, over a, yeah, yeah yeah but like it's just yeah, absolutely, kind of like ridiculous. It's one of those Kickstarter's I put my money into, and six months later, I'm like, it was fucking gone. That's cool.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mine would probably be, um, and this is just from somebody who's still fairly new. I only own like four Judgment models. Uh, somebody new to it, trying to navigate through the app is not the most intuitive experience. I, w- I would, I would argue, it's it's a little, little bit, a little bit tough to to navigate through that. I mean, all the information's there, and that's cool, but it's just. Uh, it's not very well well done in my in my it's not very polished, I guess I should say. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's a volunteer. Yeah, it, it's a volunteer. Oh, it's a volunteer effort. Oh. Yeah, oh
2: you get what you paid for and they paid zero. <laughs> okay, well that's so, uh
0: you know what? That's a fair point then. I, I rescind that, yeah, that critique.
2: For a labor of love, I think it's pretty nifty and I think yeah. well, what, how come they don't
1: have their own app? I don't know, think mine? that the money is there, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> okay, all right. They well, only pulled fair.
2: in what, like one point two million on that latest Kickstarter?
0: Ooh, wow
1: well yeah and so they need to to really make a splash and hopefully people get to play this game and if they sell some models i'm sure that we'll see something soon but we have an app currently and a lot of other games have crappy apps where this one is actually you could totally use this and play a game whereas like some of the uh the big game companies that start with a w don't have one that you can do that with yet <laughs>
2: yeah it, it, and That's, it, that is a good point and it's really good for tracking games right it manages the health bump when you level up if your hero dies and you click respawn it does the calculation to start you at five less life it tracks your souls i, I mean it does everything it needs to do as an app it's just not super refined it's not
1: unity right
2: why don't you just use unity for everything that'll solve all of your issues josh are you a programmer you sound really smart
0: i i'm so smart all right all right right. so the last thing i wanted to talk about with this and um uh this is something i'm also not i think james you're probably most familiar with this is that there was a big change uh a way back uh from version one to version two and it was a pretty dramatic change from, from what I hear it's it's they changed a ton of that game. And um, I just want, maybe some people who are listening here might not be familiar with the uh, change that maybe you saw at the very beginning. You weren't aware that they made a major update. So I just like to kind of highlight some of the key things with that update. James, you want to talk a little bit about, uh, about what we say, like the, the major changes were when from V1 to V2.
2: Yeah. I, I mean like the, I think the two biggest changes are the move to the hex map right before it was standard wargaming movement where it was calculated in inches and stuff like that which when you're dealing with a circle that is like two and a half feet diameter or something like that it starts to get like weird and clunky and stupid so moving over to hexes i thought i would not like it um because my wargamer brain was like oh my god the precision and it's like well it's still precise it's just now it's like easy to measure more, <laughs> yeah way easier to measure and and less of this like oh i'm gonna use my judgment maneuver to be 0.1 inches away from or, or you, you know whatever so it made the gameplay a lot cleaner and i do think that it helps with certain bad actors in games too with the standard measurement that i was starting to see around so i would I was against it at first, and then I ate my words and then the other thing that I was also against and ate my words on was the concept of gods. Granted, they changed it significantly between when I was you know first introduced to the the v two packet. But now heroes are collected into groups underneath a god, and you have to like choose a god before each game and you can think of that as like you know themes or something like that in other games or you know sectorials or. I don't know what you, the audience, play, but whatever. <laughs> Some random grouping. Um, and right. so uh, an individual champion could, you know, be part of one or two gods list of champions. And every cha- every god has like an avatar and stuff like that. And, and it, it's good. It, it used to be locked where you could only select from that gods group. Um, and I hated that. Absolutely hated it.
0: It incentivizes you to play with this group of champions, but but you're not li- if you really want to like toss in or sprinkle in like I really like this champion because I like the look of it or like the flavor you can still add them in but they might not gain all the benefits is that correct
2: Yeah 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 and honestly I I think I think you should with a lot of builds like the more you know I look at it it's always like Four, you know, champions of this one god and special guest star because we have no good tanks with this god. You know, <laughs> blood drug. <laughs> know.
0: Special guest star, giant orc with an axe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, I think they did it pretty well, kind of introducing that. And obviously it makes it a lot easier to balance some of those boons and stuff then too, because you've got specific groupings and synergies that you're you're sort of incentivizing. That's awesome.
0: Oh, yeah and so with that uh, I just want to kind of highlight some of these new and upcoming updates Josh you mentioned the, the Kickstarter and I believe the the newest Kickstarter uh it, wave they broke it into waves right do you want to talk about that a little bit uh
1: yeah they had to break it up because they the uh the company in uh China wasn't able to get things going all at once. So they broke up basically the, um, the main box and then like everything else is broken up into uh, wave two. There might be a couple of God things, but, uh, some of the, I think like the terrain or, and or tokens or whatever is going to be in wave two. It was also weird because they had a, um, resin and a PVC option and they do all of the resin stuff in house. So like some people actually were able to pick oh. up stuff in, on in at warfare weekend right
2: yeah yeah so they so judgment paired up with creature caster and they're known for a lot of the really good resin models that lot of great details you could use them as monsters and D and stuff like that and so creature caster was at warfare weekend and they already had all the resin ones ready to go so if you rolled up with your kickstarter order they handed you a giant freaking bag full of models <laughs>
0: it's great and that Wave 1 is shipping soon, or is it It's this week, right? It
1: arrived in the U.S. on Tuesday, and then it's in customs currently. Uh, and then it'll go to the warehouse, and they'll start getting everything ready to get shipped out. So I'm guessing like three to four weeks until we get it. I know in Australia slash Asia, they got theirs, and they already were shipping things out. So they might get theirs in the next week or two. Um, and then I know Canada is back um so they're uh, they're behind the u.s and then the uk is like a week ahead of the u.s so depending on where you're at you're gonna get stuff earlier later oh
0: yeah well so that's our take on judgment uh one of our you know top three tabletop games that we play again i just want to give a quick shout out here to another realm games and skokie again for hosting us and for you know helping us out and being a great place to play i know i, I want to give a shout out here to james for uh, hosting a Conquest tournament uh, last week. Yeah, thank you. How did that go?
2: Uh, It was really good. Um, It was the largest turnout we've had in the whole three tournaments that we've had so far for Conquest. (laughs) But it it was really good. I think we had 14 potential people. Four people had to drop, but still having 10 players, not including me, so I, I just sat out. It was really great. And then the store obviously provided a ton of support for it. He threw in like a conquest hoodie and yeah. some extra store credit and stuff for the prize pool. And it was, uh, and you know, the last tournament, he threw in a whole starter set. Another Realm has been huge in supporting it. Uh, but yeah, it was a good tournament. We had every faction, some weirdo one. Yeah. So, I know, right?
0: I heard he was like <laughs> a really strange guy one. Josh, you know anything about that? Uh, yeah, I might. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. oh, right.
1: That was you. Yeah, I ended up playing uh, my... Fifth, sixth, seventh game of <laughs> of conquest, and I uh, I ended up winning. and
0: winning the damn tournament. Right? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, it helps that uh, I played the guy who designed its old game for a while. So uh, oh for God. Warhammer Fantasy yeah. seventh and eighth edition, uh, so I'm I'm pretty versed on that. But I took my old Dominion, and I think we had three old Dominion people there. But yeah, I I I actually uh, had a great time. I took an MSU list. I had a ton mm-hmm. of activations. I did not take a Fallen Divinity. I took, like, tons of other stuff. Two sets of statues, two <laughs> sets of uh, golems. It was great fun. I had great opponents, and uh, it was great time. I, I met uh, I met the crew for the first time, really, because I only had talked with them uh, on the Discord for a little bit, but uh, it was really great meeting everybody, and James did a great job running it, and everyone was super cool. Uh, and as always, it's at yeah. Another Realms, it was a lot of fun, and I, and I really had a lot of fun.
0: We really do have a good group there. We, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Everyone that I've talked to in that group is pretty awesome. But yeah, we got a new
1: guy uh, that had never played. I think uh, that's right, James. Right? <laughs> it, want...
2: it was yeah. It was his first, second, and third game during that. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> which was really cool to see. I mean, talk he just, about
0: learning by fire, trial by fire. I
2: he knew the rules pretty well. He yeah. came in. He was ready to roll, dude. Hell yeah!
0: Hell yeah! Well, hey, speaking of conquest. Our next episode, episode four, is going to be about Conquest as well. We're going to cycle back to that. We're going to talk about, because we have to talk about the new rules that are going to drop any day now, probably next week or sometime. So we'll have tons to talk about. The whole episode is going to be talking about the new rule set, all the changes. So make sure you tune in to that next episode to hear all about it. I just want to say um before we wrap this up here uh Josh would you like to plug your YouTube channel again
1: yeah so uh cool guys nations on Facebook YouTube all that jazz uh, we do all kinds of wargaming stuff and also magic the gathering stuff uh currently uh my my buddy Aaron opened up the 30th uh, anniversary boosters and it was very split on people's reactions to the two hundred and fifty dollar oh, packs of cards being opened oh man <laughs> so uh Jeez. but if you if you like that kind of stuff check us out
0: and james you want to plug your youtube
1: channel
2: desperate pace the long defunct but maybe coming back <laughs> channel uh, uh, on youtube well, maybe something's, first. maybe something's coming around
0: <laughs> all right all right well thank you again so much for listening we really appreciate you tuning in uh check out next episode on conquest and we uh we will talk to you then thanks everybody bye Intro and outro music is Kevin MacLeod's Cold Funk. How do you end an episode? I don't know how you end an episode. End.